Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The NFL season is in full swing. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there is always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. everyone and welcome to a another version of Bill Roden on sports uh, here this time in Manhattan mm. at an undisclosed location in Midtown Manhattan um, yeah you know um, you're getting on, further and further away from Canada well you know I kind of I was on my way you know you know election day right. uh, I was on my way to Canada and then uh, you know after I heard the early returns I sped up and then when I start hearing these later returns, I said, wait a minute, let me just hedge my bet. And right. I kind of parked. I parked <laughs> at, at the border. And then when all these unbelievable results are coming in, I said, oh, wow. I said, I kind of I kept cautiously, cautiously making my way back. Uh, and uh, then today I, f- I fear that uh, Georgia has finally certified its election, I mean, its vote. Um, so I don't know. But, um, I mean, the, the engine's still running, you know. <laughs> you know? As it uh, should be. So what's, going on, what's going on with you down in Brooklyn, Jamal? Uh, you know, same old, same old. Uh, just trying to get through, uh, hoping, for, hoping for better days. That's all. Well, I'll bring in our special guest and uh, friend of the program, the Honorable Glenn <laughs> Woods. Uh, he's the uh, Connecticut Superior Court Judge. Longtime friend, uh, we go all the way back to Morgan. Mm. So uh, I'm not sure. Did we? So Glenn, first of all, Glenn, welcome to the show, man. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, Jamal. It's a pleasure to be on with you, gentlemen. Um, I listen to you every week. One of our loyal listeners. <laughs> loyal, loyal listener. Um, uh, the young man from Salisbury School was fabulous. Mm. Uh, oh, Kyle, nephew Kyle. Yes, your nephew Kyle was. Uh, uh, in his uh, uh, brief appearance, uh, uh, was really great. Uh, it's always a pleasure to hear Aaron. So, uh, uh, and the week before that, I was really thrilled uh, to hear uh, Kenny Blakely, uh, the Howard. Uh, oh yeah. And um, uh, Howard uh, right now is uh, really um, sailing in a positive direction with uh, Kenny Blakely and with uh, obviously uh, the vice president elect. But we haven't played, uh, so yeah. So let's uh, <laughs> we haven't played a game yet. So so so, <laughs> um, you know, I know you. Listen, so what's what's been your take? Uh, not your take. But how are you feeling? Now, let's go from uh, before the election, then you know the election to now. What have, what have your your feelings and emotions? And by the way, Glenn and I, uh, we went to Morgan together. I mean, I. I, I did the whole. I did the whole time. Glenn, Glenn exited. You know, he, he came. He saw it. He said, "Okay, this is real, <laughs> but I gotta go." No, um, that. that. <laughs> hey, hey, Jamal, Jamal, I gotta tell you a story that Bill. <laughs> yeah, tell me Bill the story. Does not remember, and Bill knows what I'm getting ready to say. Uh, uh, what? There was uh, a Saturday wait, afternoon. Stop! Stop, stop uh, recording. All right, right. You know, all these unsolicited stories, man. There, there was a Saturday afternoon. I think it was in the uh, fall, maybe this time of year, uh, somewhere between, say, uh, say, late October. I think it was, and everyone it was around. It was dinner time. Everyone went to the cafeteria. Bill does not remember this. He was about four or five people standing in front of me, and there was a food fight in the cafeteria. A builder, he still, he, and people scattered. The food was not the greatest food in the world. 
I can imagine. And I think, Bill, at times it was served out of, uh, uh, I shouldn't I shouldn't say what it was served out of. Uh, <laughs> but in any event, somebody was upset about the food. One roll went flying. Another roll went flying. And suddenly food is going. And people started yelling, Alka-Seltzer, Alka-Seltzer. <laughs> there was an old commercial. You're probably too young to remember, I remember it. remember that. Uh, Jamal is probably too young right. to know that. Right. Food started flying. Bill was about five people in front of me. He does not recall that. <laughs> people were sliding. It, it, if it hadn't been so scary, it was hilarious. So that's one of our great memories. And then the other thing I remember about uh, Bill is in his book, uh, he writes a fabulous part about the huge football games between Morgan and Grambling. Mm. He 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 captured that so well about those beautiful Saturday afternoons in which he was an important player, a defensive back. Bill did a fabulous job in capturing the 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 beauty, the excitement, the significance of those games. Uh, And I I distinctly remember that about Bill's book and how what he wrote was exactly how I felt when I was at at those, uh, particularly the first couple of games that were really, uh, really just significant events. They were Mm. carried nationally in prime time. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, we go way back. Yeah, well, thank you for those memories. I do not remember the food fight, though. Yeah, you say that every time. I don't. I mean, now, now that you mentioned it, now that you mentioned it, I, you know, I kind of remember something like that. But you know, man, my old colleague was like a blur. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm like, you know, I mean, and so- I think our friend, I think our friends, I think Doug Torian was in there that day, and I, and I think LaSalle was in there. These are these are old buddies from way back, uh-huh. uh, 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 Jamal. Uh, but. Um, uh, I did transfer to Trinity College, um, mm. but I, I, I should say that uh, uh, most of my friends from college are from Morgan. How, how long did you stay at Morgan? Two years. Two. And what, I'm just kidding. I don't know if we talked about that. When you transferred to Trinity, what were, what were some of the differences uh, between, you know, how Resources. Much- um, resources. Uh, in, in fact, when my buddies would come up, to visit from Morgan, they couldn't believe the resources that a, um, what was called the Potted Ivy, a small Ivy League school had compared to what Morgan had. That was the primary difference. Um, but I really, I did miss the culture. I really missed the, uh, uh, the identity of, of Morgan. I used to come down there uh, regularly. My father is from Martinsburg, West Virginia which is about 70 miles away mm-hmm. from Baltimore. So it was, that's home away from home. Um, but resources, and of course, the uh, uh, ethnic uh, makeup was uh, uh, was different. Right. Let me ask you this, Glenn. So when you hear all this stuff um, about, you know, oh, you know, uh, all these like Kenny Blakely, we had on a couple weeks ago, and to about all these superstar athletes going to, to HBCUs, do you think that that horse is left? I mean, given what you've seen or what you saw even back in the day, resource and all that, do you think that's a, a possibility or, or what? Well, my concern, my concern, as I was, as, as uh, uh, Jamal and I were talking this uh, morning mm-hmm. is it, again, it's resources for Kenny Blakely and, and, and others uh, at the HBCUs. They don't have the resources uh, to um, attract the type of kid that he got for this year. Uh, uh, remember, if they're going to compete against uh, the Big Ten, the ACC, the SEC, those schools get three or four of those guys every year. Right. What I've learned recently, Bill, you and um, Jamal might have already known this, is that the big time. Big Ten, ACC, Pac-10, uh, SEC uh, schools rely on money that's generated from those athletic programs. 
it's a it's it's a business. It it it's a corporate uh, corporate activity, and Howard uh, schools like Howard Hampton, um, uh, they're not A and T, Morgan. They're not relying on uh, uh, the athletic budget to keep the school going. John Thompson, the late great John Thompson. Um, uh, wrote uh, posthumously a piece in the uh, New York Times last week, which uh, uh, Jamal and I shared. And uh, 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 he writes about how uh, it is a business, big time sports. And the, he writes in his piece in this column uh, about how Georgetown is expected to win and expected to win against teams that pay their players. If Howard's going to compete with those schools, uh, are they prepared to expend the types of money and take part in things that uh, Coach Thompson uh, wrote about that really are not a part of the academic, uh, the true academic experience? I think that's that's the long and short of it. That's the question that um, uh, people uh, uh, like. Uh, uh, the young man who was on Kenny uh, Blakely uh, um, have to uh, uh, deal with, have to address. Yeah, I want. I wonder if you're right. They don't have the budgets to, you know, to entice these these players now. But I wonder if you get one or two of them, can it be? Can it be the other way around? Can 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 they can all of a sudden like if you bring in one or two five star recruits and then ESPN follows you and has to and has to you know put your games on television and you get and then the administration starts to see that that money can come from this or you receive enough money to be able to put that you know in the budget for the following year and try to and try to get more players i wonder if if it can be done that way well i would defer to you uh gentlemen because uh you've been uh through the years, pounding the pavement with these schools and, and following these schools and covering these schools. I think right now, uh, Jamal, Bill, I think right now we're seeing, um, for example, schools like the Ivy League aren't, aren't right. participating. Right. Because they don't they're, they're smart. They, they, I'm sorry? Because they're smart. Yeah, they don't, they don't well, they're, they're not reliant on uh, that money. Right. Uh, to keep the school going, and uh, uh, Ohio State and uh, Alabama and and uh, all of these schools are expecting proceeds from right. those teams to to help the operate the school. Right. And um, at our alma mater, at my alma mater, Trinity College, we play schools like Amherst, Williams, Wesleyan, Coast Guard, uh, schools like Colby, Bates, Middlebury. Uh, Middlebury, where Kyle uh, went, um, uh, they have already uh, called off. I was informed recently by a friend who um, uh, referees basketball in that league uh, that those schools have already uh, canceled the winter sports schedule. Wow. And they didn't have a fall sports schedule. Right. It's very sad, but it's a matter of health. But, but as I was saying to Jamal today, I decry all of these things about, oh, should they be playing and should they not be playing? But um, uh, tomorrow at uh, noon, I will be watching Ohio State uh, 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 in their big game uh, on Saturday. So uh, there's ambivalence there. Yeah. Well, who are they playing, by the way? That, that, that's, that, this is not the Michigan game, is it? No. Um, that wouldn't be a good game anymore anyway. Uh, Harbaugh, yeah, Harbaugh's not looking good. It's Indiana. They're playing Indiana. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I can't watch college sport. I mean, I just can't. Hey, I mean, but it's just the exploitation of it. But even before that, this goes back to like 1987, and um, this is when uh, I must have been this during the NBA season, and I just gone from the Final Four or something like that, and then I was watching an NBA game, like a, a playoff game. And the level of competition, it was just a whole nother level, you know, and particularly in football, too. It's just a whole nother level of competition, you know, uh, the players and all that. So that's, man, I can't be bothered. And on, on top of all the racism 
that's kind of heat there. You know, you got these unpaid players being exploited by these layers upon layers of white people, you know, the white coaches, the ADs. I mean, that's the most blatant form of, to me, of subjugation of black folks, where you got all these white men basically paying themselves. Like I said, it's like welfare for white coaches, you know, and I just, it's just too much. And now, like you said, Glenn, you got in the midst of the awful pandemic, you got these cats out there playing, you know, yeah. I mean, and, and, and if they shut it down, I right, keep going, keep going, shut it down. Next guy. Okay. We'll play shut. You know, uh, I, I understand. Uh, Let me say this, Bill, if, uh, if I may, I understand the need to play people. That's what they do. They play football. Uh, kids go to school uh, uh, with the uh, concern of, and interest and desire to play football. And uh, their, their, their time there in these schools is limited. People derive an income from football. It's easy for me to pontificate about you shouldn't have these games and people shouldn't be playing because I haven't missed a paycheck uh, during the pandemic. So I do clearly understand the need, one, the thirst for uh, sports and athletics in our society, but even more important, people's need to be, to derive their income for subsistence. It's easy for me to say, well, you know, we shouldn't, we should really think about this and we should call these games off. But uh, there is an aspect, a real world aspect of people um, uh, uh, whose jobs are, are uh, attached to this. So, so let's go from there then to the handling of the pandemic, because that's the big argument in the pandemic. You know, uh, that's what your ex-president was arguing. Well, we got to open up. We got these, we, we got to, you know, COVID be damned, we got to open up the economy, you know, because you got people losing their jobs and all that. Where do you stand on that? I mean, you know, shutting things down, which looks like we're about to do again, versus leaving them open so people can, you know, not miss paychecks and, and businesses can survive. I understand. It, it's, it's, it's really uh, a continuation of, of my thought process there that um, I understand how people uh, do not want to shut down. If you own a restaurant or if you own a, uh, a workout facility, if, you're, uh, uh, if you own a, a grocery store, um, uh, that is how you survive. That is how you uh, uh, derive your income. That's how, you, as they say, you put your stakes on the table. So I clearly understand people's uh, uh, desire not to um, uh, shut down. And when you listen to people like Dr. Fauci, I don't hear him right now, Bill, uh, saying that we should go into a uh, uh, intense shutdown. Right. He's saying that, uh, and, and I have the highest regard for him, he appears to be saying that um, uh, if people uh, are careful if, uh, and if they social distance, um, do what the uh, experts say, uh, that uh, we won't require um, uh, this um, extensive shutdown. Unfortunately, so many uh, have, have not listened to Dr. Fauci. Right. And that, to me, that, that brings up the bigger point where, what are, we, what are we, it's almost like we, you know, there was a point where Fauci was saying, uh, we, you know, we did have a shutdown for a while, before when we had, and by the way, we had less cases then, uh, the death, the percentage of death was worse. So they, we have figured out ways to, to handle it in terms of keeping people alive. That's better now. But my, my thing is, you know, it seems like everybody's moving in that direction. Um, we're all, we've all accepted that money is the most important thing. So whether, like you say, it, it could be a situation where uh, it's a small business owner, so, so we're showing deference. Oh, you know, that person, you know, this is how they survive. They need, we need to figure out a way they can, they can still make money. But then it, it also goes to the, to the billionaires, you know, and, and to college football and, and to the NBA. And now we're like, oh, you know, this is what it is. Money's the most important thing. We have to get these leagues going. 
Um, so now the NBA starts in a month from now and there's no more, it's not even, they're not even taking right. the precautions they were before because it's almost like the, the you know, the, the tone has changed now to where everybody accepts that money is the most important thing. Right. And so, yeah, if you're going to be a casualty. Right. It know. is what it is. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah that is uh, a concern that I have is that 252, um, uh, thousand people have died and I do worry greatly and and I and we lost the first cousin uh, to the virus thank you uh, in Philadelphia so this hits close to home I do worry that at times society um, is 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 except too accepting I agree with you Jamal of of this terrible body count if you will um, I worry about that, uh, uh, but I do also worry about people not deriving an income. Mm -hmm. So I do understand the um, uh, huge concern that people have for shutting the economy down. I and do that, but, understand that. Uh, um, it, it, as I said, uh, uh, I've been fortunate in that. Um, I've been, I've always received a paycheck throughout the pandemic, but many people have not. And uh, I, I, I clearly um, understand their, their concern. And hopefully in the coming weeks, uh, the government will see its way clear again to uh, providing support, uh, economic support. Uh, for these, for these, uh, which is uh, that's that's the nail on the head, I think, because because the government, you know, we can talk about people losing income, but if the government were doing more, you know, in Europe, they're they're doing much more. The governments are doing much more, providing uh, money to to uh, to people so they don't have to worry about going to work, um, and that's not happening here. You know, ever since uh, I don't know, I can't remember how long ago. You know, since it was when they when they allowed those first. Um, you know, stimulus checks to go through. We haven't had anything since then. And, you know, our ex-president or our current president, whatever he is, uh, and, and, the, and the Senate in general hasn't, hasn't done anything. Well, that's where the hope is that um, uh, with new uh, uh, innovative uh, and creative leadership that uh, things will um, uh, change. I, I, I think that... Uh, uh, President-elect Biden uh, is a consensus builder, and I think he'll be able to uh, bring uh, the Democrats and Republicans in Congress together, because there are Republicans who have um, spoken for a need to uh, uh, improve uh, this situation greatly. Uh, and I think that uh, that's the strength that the uh, President-elect and the Vice President-elect have, uh, in that they are consensus builders. Um, uh, and uh, I'm hoping uh, that well, that expertise uh, will be effective in helping uh, those who have really suffered during this time. Do, do you think, do you think, Glenn, that, and, and I do want to tap into your whole knowledge of the law and all that, but do you think that that sense of consensus, everything in these last four years has been so partisan and I mean, hatefully, hateful partisans, you know, just not disagreements, but like almost a hatred. Uh, do you think that uh, once this stuff is resolved, I want to ask you about the resolution, but <laughs> for, the, for the sake of argument, let's say it gets resolved. Do you think that that there are enough people in Congress uh, who really, you know, maybe once the threat of, of recrimination is removed, you know, uh, in the person has got. Do you think there are enough people who really want, who believe in, and continue to move this country forward and make it the kind of place that, you know, we really we we continue to want it to be? Yes, I do. I, I think that uh, the leadership of the White House has always been so critical, uh, um, date, dating back, Bill, to when we were kids, taking people like. Uh, John F. Kennedy, Lyndon Lincoln. Johnson. Uh, I'm sorry? I said Lincoln. <laughs> yeah, Lincoln, right. Uh, people in this country follow the lead of the White House. 
I think that will be the strength of Joe Biden in that he'll be calming, he'll be inspiring, um, he's empathetic, uh, he's able to communicate with both sides of the aisle. That's what was made. That's what made him so effective as a um, uh, as a U.S. senator and a vice president. Remember the thing about Joe Biden that uh, won me over was uh, during the first. Uh, primary, Democratic primary, the hotly contested primary between Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton. Uh, and, I, and I will say here that I have a, a high regard for uh, Senator Clinton um, uh, also. Um, it was hotly contested. Pennsylvania primaries, the significant Pennsylvania primary is coming up. Obama is having trouble in Western Pennsylvania. And who went into Western Pennsylvania? And 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 what? And Hillary Clinton had said, "This is my area. He's not uh, from here." Right. Who went into Western Pennsylvania and said, "This is the guy, Joe Biden." Joe Biden and the Rooney family, uh, famous for the Rooney Rule in uh, in the NFL, and and I think that's Joe Biden's strength uh, that we have to look forward to, and. And he can, uh, I think, work with those in the Midwest, uh, working class, um, uh, non-college educated whites who, who, have, who have drifted away from the Democratic Party. And I think he will, I think uh, he'll be a, a president for all the people. I really do. Um, and I think that's what we need right now. I read uh, where recently, uh, this is a guy who had support from Angela Davis on the left and Bill Crystal on the right. What candidate is going to get that? Wow. And, and, um, um, uh, and I think, Bill, I think to answer your question, yeah, I think he can uh, bring us together. Uh, I, I do think uh, that those in the Midwest and the Rockies who um, uh, have strayed from the Democratic Party uh, because they think the party is for Eastern elites and people of color only. Uh, I think that um, uh, uh, we will have someone in who uh, will be innovative, who will be creative, who will be calming, who will be empathetic, and uh, who can um, bring us all together. Uh, I think it's fabulous that um, uh, Mitt Romney, um, a, uh, a former presidential candidate, is is speaking um, in terms in which he wants to collaborate. So yes, uh, uh, I I think we have a lot to look forward to. Where all of us, transcending race, transcending socioeconomic background, transcending political partisanship, uh, can come together. I really do. You know, um, uh, yeah, I mean Romney seems like he's stepping into the McCain the McCain role. Right. right. You know. Uh, you know, fighting hard. You know, you have your ideological difference. I have my ideological difference. But um, as a politician, and I guess that's one thing I didn't fully appreciate, I suppose. Um, we have this discussion the other day, and some people celebrate the fact that, you know, and, 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 and uh, POTUS 45 ran out of the, I'm not a politician. I'm a businessman. Right. I'm not, and some people celebrate that. But then I guess there is something to be said for the art of being a politician, you know, that's like being a doctor, you know, so I, I ain't a doctor, I'm a, I'm a beautician, but I'm operating on you, you know, right. and, or I'm a, you know, and, it, and it's something about, you know, being a politician, a professional politician, and you understand legislation, you understand the deal, you understand the game, and, and again, I'm one of the first ones to say, you know, politicians are full of shit, and that's just general stuff, but I guess there is something to your point, to be like a, a Romney or a McCain, or you know, um, to uh, you know, consensus. But what do you think of the fact that 70, 70 million people, seventy-one voted for seventy-three now, seventy-three million? Yeah, right. Over the three, <laughs> yeah. he, you know, he he mentioned that today. He said, uh, you know, I won. You know, by the way, I won. You'll find out later. And uh, you know, I have more than seventy. I think he said seventy-four million votes. 
But then Biden had more than 79 million votes. So we got, right. got that, that's tough. what I'm saying. So, so I mean, like, that's like, I, I remember it was great leads that said that uh, Thunderbolt, uh, Thunderbolt beat a Thunderbolt beat Fury in one of the greatest contested races of all. But Black Beauty beat them both. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know? Right. And, and that's the same thing. The, okay, you got 74, whatever. But Glenn, I guess I want to ask, but 79, does that mean that we're at a a perpetual loggerhead? Or or do you look at the fact that, well, you had 78,000, 9,000 people said, no, we this is not the direction we want to go in. Well, remember, and I'm, I'm just uh, spouting out facts here, uh, Joe Biden won with the highest margin of victory in a two-person race against a sitting president since Franklin Delano Roosevelt <laughs> in 1932. Right. So um, this wasn't a close race. I guess uh, to answer that, this was the president of the United States. People listened to the president of the United States for better or for worse. And that's the power of the incumbency. Uh, and the people that, as a, as a uh, citizen and as a judge, uh, I am a, a servant of the people uh, uh, as a judge. And, um, uh, and as a servant of the people, I can see that the people have spoken. It's time uh, to for for the uh, peaceful transfer of power of power uh, 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 to the president elect, and it's time for uh, and I think the the important thing of uh, Joe Biden uh, is that he will be president uh, for all the people, and I think that's what's so significant about um, uh, uh, hearing from people like Mitt Romney. Um, yeah. He cares about all the people. Um, uh, Susan Collins is a Republican in uh, Maine who who uh, had a tough fight, but she, the the, the residents of Maine, said that she cares about us, mm-hmm. um, and uh, uh, even the Democratic, uh, 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 the registered Democrats. So, uh, uh, and and I, I'm reminded of what Cindy McCain said, John McCain's widow. Uh, when she said that um, she was supporting Joe, she said, everybody likes Joe. <laughs> uh, 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 they asked her, why are you supporting Joe? And she went down the policies that she agreed with. And then she said, finally, everybody likes Joe. Uh, and I think that's important right now. I really do. You mentioned, of course, being a judge and your duty to, is to serve the people. Um, my question is about the you know, the system as it is now, the judiciary, Trump and his team uh, trying to, you know, change the results of the election or, you know, trying to go through the courts. And a, and a lot of people are nervous uh, because, you know, he was able to place, you know, him and the Republicans were, were able to place so many judges uh, in that system. But, you know, as as a member, what what do you what's what's the health of, of the system as a whole? Do you think I mean, it's so far so good in terms of he's only won two cases out of 31. But do you think uh, the judicial system is strong enough to withstand uh, the last four years? Yes, I do. Uh, Easily. I I think that um, as judges, we're there to interpret and enforce the law uh, that is passed by the legislature. I think the what we have seen in the last couple of weeks in courtrooms across the country, um, state and federal courts, has been, uh, uh, has shows and demonstrates the uh, respect that uh, judges have for the law and respect for the will of the people. So I'm very confident. I, I must say, I can only speak specifically here in Connecticut, and I have found my colleagues uh, to be uh, completely, totally, 100%, as the kids say, um, uh, uh, for enforcement of the law, uh, interpreting correctly and enforcing and enforcing the law in a manner uh, that uh, is fair to uh, to all. Isn't that, isn't that the irony? Uh, the irony of, you know, 
when this guy is talking about law and order and it kind of turns on him. People say, yeah, you're right. Yeah, we want law and order. And that, well, means, and that means following the law relative to you. You know, I mean, that's clearly was not what he was talking about. When people say law and order, they're talking about a whole racial thing. But, but to your point, you got a lot of people, regard party, say, well, we're going to follow the law. In order, which means getting your ass out, you know, the law, you know, the law spoke. <laughs> this is the law. And yeah, so, but, but I, I do want to follow up on what Jamal was saying. Do you think that because, you know, people, you know, I've stopped listening. I, I listen to a lot of radio, but I just had to shut it down because you could be fucking nervous. Right. You know, it's, it's like um, a reality. It's like it's really is like reality. You know, one minute. Oh, and now and now uh, he's having uh Michigan, uh, what's uh, Michigan legislators to the White House, you know, and and they're talking about surrounding, having a, mil- a militia surround the White House and saying you can't take our president. I mean, you know, just just stuff. So um, there's no question in that. <laughs> just, just, well, are you concerned as a jurist? As a, uh, well, yeah. I had I had complete confidence in uh, 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 my fellow. Uh, uh, judges uh, uh, across the country, um, I would have to believe that uh, that they feel as I do that uh, they have to uh, honor, respect, and enforce the, the law. And um, uh, if uh, there was evidence uh, of problems with the vote, uh, uh, they would rule in that manner. And if there wasn't, uh, 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 they would rule appro- appropriately. Um, the um, uh, it, it's like four years ago uh, when President Trump won. Um, uh, it was time uh, for him to become president. Uh, the will of the people now is that it's somebody else's turn. And uh, fortunately, uh, our uh, judiciary across the country so far uh, has responded uh, in the way responded appropriately. Uh, to the will of the people. Well, what do you think of the Supreme Court process? We're getting this, the, the latest uh, Supreme Court judge. Again, uh, he seems to think that, like, this is his, this is my Supreme Court, you know. Uh, what did you think of the process by which the nomination was pushed through? I mean, did that give you any, any concern or any pause? Well, um, uh, I, I would say that uh, the um, nothing was in, nothing illegal or, or uh, uh, what uh, was done. It, it was more a matter of uh, 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 protocol or, um, uh, or or the way things uh, were normally done. So I, I guess I was a little uh, concerned uh, that things were rushed through, but this uh, Republicans. Uh, control the Senate, and um, and they have the uh, authority and the power to do that. I just worry about uh, where we're going uh, in the future. Um, I'd like to see things uh, uh, go the way, uh, uh, as uh, Barack Obama said last night, let's get back to the old ways the Republicans and Democrats used to uh, fight and contest each other. Um, uh, and, and I'm hoping that will happen. Uh, uh, but I have to, until I see otherwise, I have to believe um, in, in the, uh, the goodwill, the professionalism, the respect for the law of anyone who's named to the bench at any level, certainly the U.S. Supreme Court. Mm. Right. Hey, um until they show otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I like that attitude. I mean, you're a glass half full person, a glass mostly full person, which I guess in a way you almost have to be to, you know, continue to have optimism, you know, to move forward. You have to, you know, have faith in the new day, that the new day will bring about something better. Exactly. Uh, speaking of which, uh, what, what do you think? What did you, uh, we haven't spoken to you in a long time. Uh, did you like the NBA playoffs? Did you like the championship? And, and are you into the NFL season? Um, Particularly NBA, Cam Newton. NBA playoffs, uh, I was happy for LeBron. I, I, I have to confess, I am a LeBron J- 
James, fan, uh, Bill, as you know, I feel that people who have uh, the platform, people who are um, uh, uh, have visibility, people who have ex uh, exposure and are well known around the country, um, uh, should use their platforms uh, to help others. And no one has been more altruistic than LeBron James. And that's not to put anyone else down. That's not to uh, 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 criticize anyone else. But uh, LeBron has really um, utilized his influence, his notoriety to help the less fortunate. Uh, and uh, so it's easy to pull for him. And um, uh, so I was, I was happy for LeBron. I like all these kids. I really do. I enjoy watching all of them. And, and, and that's not to belittle them that they're kids, because as I was saying to uh, Jamal this morning, they're certainly young enough to be my children, and some of them are young enough to be my grandchildren. Um, uh, but uh, I enjoy uh, all of playing. I enjoy all of them, watching all of them. Uh, but LeBron has gone the extra mile. He established the school in, uh, uh, in his hometown. Um, uh, and it, the important thing about the school that he established was the, uh, were the services attendant to the um, conventional school teaching uh, uh, activities, the, the, the family-related community-based services that he provided for the uh, students in the school and their families, uh, which, which were critical. As a, a judge who has been uh, in juvenile court for a number of years, it's those services that make a huge difference in, uh, uh, in helping uh, uh, people to prosper, people who don't have the full citizenship involvement rights that many of us take for granted. So I have to admit to some uh, uh, partiality towards LeBron. I love all these kids. They all seem to um, uh, care about others and empathize. I think what they did, uh, Bill, uh, what the N NFL, NBA players did as far as getting the vote out mm -hmm. was just so dramatically exciting and yeah. beautiful. And I'm certain that that made a huge difference, opening up these arenas. You know, people like uh, Kyrie, uh, I heard you guys talking about Kyrie last week. I'm going to say something positive about Kyrie uh, because <laughs> wait, wait, I... Uh, what do we say? It must be Jamal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, uh, that he, uh, the young woman, uh, Renee, forgive me, I forgot her name, uh, UConn grad from Atlanta, who was uh, who who didn't play this year uh, to work on uh, a Maya, social justice issue. Maya, Maya, Moore. Maya Moore. Well, no, that's Maya Moore. Maya Moore is the young uh, woman uh, with the uh, who married the young man who yeah. she helped. But uh, Renee. Oh, uh, from from uh, the Dream, the Atlanta Dream. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Uh, uh, she, Jay Montgomery, is that it? Yeah. There you go. She took the year off, and Kyrie paid her. Uh, um, uh, income uh, because she took the year off to work on social justice issues. So wow. these guys, you know, I think we have to remember, and Bill, you and I have discussed this before. You, Jamal, myself, our families, our friends, we think about and worry about these things all the time. I'm, why, why won't these kids? Why shouldn't these kids, you know? And, right. and we shouldn't underestimate them. And it's great to see them using their uh, uh, incomes uh, to help the less fortunate. Yeah, that's that, yeah, that's great. Yeah. I didn't I didn't hear that's great. That that's really it's great what she did, and it's great what he did. Uh, I was quite impressed, and uh, I did enjoy the NBA uh, playoffs. I, I I railed on to you, Bill, about how I worry about these kids playing during the pandemic but um, we weren't working full-time during the summer, and it was great. As much as I railed on about how uh, the pandemic is uh, 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 raging and, I, and, and, they should, and the players shouldn't be playing, uh, I have to admit it was great to have the NBA games on at 2 o'clock <laughs> in the afternoon on a Tuesday or a Wednesday. I know. You know? Uh, um, Guilty pleasure. I know. Yeah, yeah, guilty pleasure, and and I and I'm railing on now about the NFL and how a lot of these guys are getting sick, and I 
just heard today that um, several of the uh, Raiders players uh, are just going to barely make it back in time from uh, uh, quarantine for Sunday. My, my, my feeling is they shouldn't be playing, but I'll tell you what, as I said to Jamal, one o'clock on Sunday, I'll be at my father's house watching the NFL Sunday ticket, watching all the games. So, sounds like a commercial. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but you know, and I was I was glued to the baseball playoffs. Right. Yeah. Me too. You yeah. know, yeah. I mean, I was, you know, and, and a lot of it was I, I tend to like playoffs, but frankly, a lot of it was that you know you're not, you know, you're not going out to hear concerts. You're not going out to hear. You, you know, music, you're not, you know, meeting friends at restaurants. I mean, at least I'm not. Well, let's face it, it's entertainment. It's entertainment. Right. It is. A, well, yeah, but it, yeah, I guess the difference, it's always been entertainment, right? So yeah. what's the, it's always yeah. been entertainment. Yeah. Right? So what's the difference? Is that it's, well, well all the other entertainment, I guess, well, yeah, what's the difference? Let's, let's parse that. Because it's all been in the universe of entertainment. But maybe if you can't go to concerts, uh, and maybe, I don't know, is it more so than the other art forms, uh, athletics, you can't watch on TV, you can still get some type of catharsis. Well, I think also right. it's the competition. It's the competition. Right, It's right. the competition. Right. It, it, it's seeing people compete, right. seeing people uh, uh, extend themselves to their right. limits uh, uh, to achieve in a uh, regulated um uh, environment, you know, in a uh, regulated, disciplined environment. Um, I, it's, I think that's what it is. It's, it's the competition. It really yeah. is. It's, it's person against person, you know, um, that, that really attracts us. Right, and because in the concerts, you're right, you, you know, witness it, that when you hear, you're not necessarily, they're not competing. Right. You know, they're not really competing. The dancers are competing. Right. You know, you're it's not good. like rooting for right something. Right, you're, you're rooting for a great performance and something right. that over here you're like fuck him up. <laughs> <laughs> being being a judge, of course, I don't speak like that. So uh, 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 I, I I I have to admit, I, I you know me, but you know I don't use language like that. But uh, but, but 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 I can say this. I give you the example. Let me. What's that now? You just dropped the gavel. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> now I'll give you an example about the the reason it was so easy for me to understand to explain that is that my wife is the only person in her family who doesn't like sports. Mm. She she became she came to like sports because of myself, her son, and and the rest of her family. But now, when if 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 we're in the house, my son and I are watching a game or something, and we say, you got to see this, she will come in, particularly if it's Steph Curry or uh, somebody, uh, uh, LeBron or uh, um, uh, or Patrick Mahomes, somebody like that. Uh, and it's clearly, it's the competition. It's pitting one against the other that even those who don't like sports right. are really enthralled by. And one of the things that the pandemic has made crystal clear is how important sports is to to this country <laughs> and, and, you know, to everything we do. I mean, no, there's nothing that's going to stop the sports train, the, the professional sports leagues train. If the pandemic can't do it, nothing can. Uh, you know, it's one of, it's one of the most essential uh, businesses in, in this country by far. I agree. I, we've seen that. Nothing... Uh... Uh, 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 I think that was really brought home uh, uh, in the fall when the Big Ten, uh, when the commissioner said, no way, we're not doing this, we're not having this. And uh, the, uh, the citizens of, uh, uh, of the Big Ten states, the Midwestern states, just raised such uh, a ruckus that uh, they had no choice. Right. They had no choice but to bring uh the sports back yep and now well, we don't now we don't question any of it you know now it's like you know we all know there's no uh, college these college sports now it's looked at as a good thing for like for college basketball for instance uh that these kids in school are going home for thanksgiving and not coming back 
And now they're looking at it as a good thing for the, for the student athletes. So they have their own bubble on campus. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Hey, last thing before we go, and this has been great. As usual, man, you gotta, you gotta hurry up and uh, retire, man. So you can be like, you know, part of our regular groups. And then you I appreciate can, that. You I can really hear what you think. Well, I, I enjoy. Uh, yeah, really, really. How about that? Uh, I, 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 I enjoy you guys every week. Uh, uh, and, and, and Bill, and whenever I see you and, and some of our other buddies, it takes me back to our days at Morgan. I have a high regard for the school. I've stayed in touch with the school. And uh, uh, I think there's a huge value uh, for Morgan and all the HBCUs. I'm thrilled that, that you had uh, uh, the Howard coach on a couple weeks ago. I worry about him uh, because uh, I don't know that a school that's trying to do what Howard is trying to do can do what Howard is going to do. Um, uh, I was, I was so thrilled that he said he was going to pattern his program uh, uh, to a great extent after uh, John Thompson, who I have the highest regard for. I think we have uh, good things to look forward to uh, as we move along. Hey, Glenn, again, before, you know, before we end the show, uh, just two questions. Why did you get into law? I mean, I, I mean you, you can give us a condensed version. Why did you get into right. law? And uh, do you think that this, you, you explained the law so well a few minutes ago about your faith in it. Do you think that this period of time will, uh, will um, attract more young people into the, into the profession? Well, I, I, it's easy why I got into it. I, I, my parents were very active in the civil rights movement. And um, uh, in our household, uh, uh, we talked about uh, people like, uh, as kids, uh, Willie Mays, Jackie Robinson, uh, Miles Davis, um, uh, Lena Horne, uh, and then uh, uh, people like Thurgood Marshall, uh, Constance Baker Motley. Our parents told us that we had to use uh, part of our uh, professional experience to help the less fortunate, that we were very fortunate to have uh, grandparents and cousins and aunts and uncles who pushed us, and that, that was our job. So I um, uh, always wanted to be, uh, uh, become a lawyer to help others, and I was hired by uh, uh, Richard Blumenthal, who was the attorney general at the time, to um, uh, work in the attorney general's office. He is now uh, the senior senator from the state of uh, Connecticut, senior U.S. senator, and uh, a fine, fine person. And I uh, uh, worked uh, representing the Connecticut Department of Labor for 18 years, where we pursued wages for employees who weren't paid wages for the hours that they worked. Uh. And um, I went to a law school that was... Uh, 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 known for its uh, concern about the less fortunate after I graduated from Trinity, the Antioch School of Law, which is now the University of the District of Columbia. Mm. And um, uh, so that has been my uh, path to, uh, to take part in what was civil rights law. And there was a civil statute, uh, general statute section 3172 in the state of Connecticut that said people had to be paid uh, uh, for the hours that they worked. So um, uh, we faced a lot of resistance uh, from employers, but we pursued on the behalf of the citizens of the state of Connecticut. And, um, and that's, that's, that's how I um, uh, uh, got into uh, the law, uh, helping uh, uh, the less fortunate and, and, and from an altruistic social justice standpoint. Um, and do I, to answer your second question, I, I, I do think that uh, periods like this uh, bring the best out in people. I really do. Um, I, I think that we can see uh, that they've brought the best out in judges. Uh, and, those, and, and, and a lot of those judges are Republican appointees right. who've made those decisions so far. Um, the uh, Secretary of State in Georgia is a Republican. Um, and he has steadfastly uh, uh, complied with the law. Um, uh, so I do think that demanding times like this, particularly during a raging pandemic, 
which is really just uh, so, uh, it had wreaked such devastation. I do think people want to find out what in their lives they can do. Young people, the, some of the uh, young people that are Roden uh, scholars, some, probably all of them will be leaders one day and will be um, leading the charge, some going to law school, uh, some being successful in the uh, uh, media, uh, uh, some uh, successful business uh, women and men who can finance uh, uh, these efforts. Um, so yeah, I do think difficult times like this bring the uh, uh, bring the best out in us. Still, okay. Well, you know, we need more Glenn Woods. Uh, actually, you, just this. just the character. Uh, you know, just the character. The um, uh, you know, there's certain people who you just trust who are black folks, and you just trust them. Not necessarily that uh, you necessarily be on my side, but whatever decision you make, you know it's going to be the fair decision. Right. Well, you know, I, I think that's the most that you could. That's the most that you could want. You know. That's yeah, and, and 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 I think that's why I'm heartened about where we are right now because we've seen these judges repeatedly in the last two or three weeks making these decisions, which are not easy decisions. And believe me, that is a lot of pressure. The literally, literally, for each one of those judges, the literally the whole world is watching. Literally. And uh um uh and it might seem like oh it's easy to uh make this decision. But when you're being petitioned uh in such a uh strenuous, hotly contested, pressure packed, life and death manner um, uh, that, that's difficult. That's difficult. And I'm heartened by, uh, all of these, uh, judges who have made these decisions, men, women, black, white, Republican, Democrat, independent. Um, I'm heartened that, uh, that they have done what appears to be the right thing. Right. Right. I've said, I've said recently that, you know, I generally, I, I, I rail on Republicans, but thank God there are a couple of good ones out there. I think there. I think. I think there are. There are. There are good Republicans. Right, there. Right. Yeah. And 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 we're finding that out as we uh, uh, as we move along here. I think that through all the difficulty, we're finding out that um, uh, goodwill and uh, respect and uh, proper behavior transcends, uh, as I said, race socioeconomic background, political partisanship, um, uh, and people are, uh, are, 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 are coming forward, rising to the top, following through. So as, as we turn the chapter, uh, turn the pages, on this, <laughs> by the way, this book is so funny, man. This is called The New Roget's uh, Thesaurus. Yes. Dictionary form. And man, I don't know if you can read this. Bill Roden, O'Connell Hall, How about that? How about I, that? I've had this. I've had this since. Okay, and, and honestly, I mean, not that anybody asked me, but uh, it's so funny. This is SARS, but it's so. I still use it. Bill, I have a dictionary, a Webster's dictionary. I think I'm O'Connell one eleven. It's downstairs. <laughs> I'll have to pull it out. Uh, uh, it's, uh, 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 Will uses it. We use it every so often. It's in the kitchen. It's yeah. in the bookshelf in the kitchen. Uh, and I think I'm either 111 or 113. I'll have to look at it. It's very much like your thesaurus. Oh, man. Those, those were great days. Yeah. Uh, I cherish those days. I cherish uh, some of those people you build, you and I stay in touch with, uh, Doug and LaSalle, yourself. My buddy, uh, 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 Dickie Chance in Atlanta, uh, those are uh, uh, very, those were very, very good days. Um, I, 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 I miss them, uh, but, but I wanted to keep playing basketball. And, uh, uh, and it wasn't going to happen there, uh, uh, to be candid. Uh, and, uh, and the coach had... Uh, Trinity had shown interest to me in high school, and, uh, and oh, so that, so wait a minute, this is a whole other podcast. So that's why you left because you want to. 
It's all about playing time, Bill. How about this? Uh, there you go. There you go. Hey, how about this? It would have been a very difficult decision if I had been uh, 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 again playing time at Morgan. Oh, my uh, God. Who was the coach? Brute? Was Brute the coach? No, no. Brute left and uh, Frazier came in. Oh, well, see, that was a whole... That's a whole different thing. The Frazier is a whole different. There you go. Yeah, it was a whole, a whole different, different thing. <laughs> a whole different thing. But yeah. um, there were there were uh, that was a very rich experience for me. I I had uh, 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 so many uh, great people. The guys you played football with, Bill, and guys like uh, Bernard Brundage and, and, and Newsy Davis, and uh, did you uh, play with Newsy? Uh, Bernard Bars. Oh, I'm sorry. Newsy, Bernard Barnes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, uh, Marvin Webster was there, great guy. Yeah. I saw, uh, um, uh, I saw Marvin uh, uh, on the street one day. I d- didn't catch him at first. And some guy hits me on the shoulder and said, Woods, hey, Woods, what are you, how are you doing? And here's a guy who had won the NBA title and uh, uh, had a great career. Sad, his his uh, death was very sad. Um, but he was a fine person. Uh, those are, I cherish those, uh, days, but, um, I had a good experience at Trinity too. Yeah. yeah well, hey man, everybody goes to the beach. That's the bottom line. You know, exactly. hey, so this, our guest has been the great, uh, honorable Glenn Woods. Uh, he's a Connecticut superior court judge. Great guy. Uh, a former Morgan bear, but he also went to Trinity. By the way, did you get playing time at Trinity? Yeah, I did. I uh, I, I I started uh, and uh, was point guard and uh, uh, had a good experience there. I, in fact, I was bragging to Doug uh, up on the vineyard, uh, showed him an article that uh, uh, a colleague had sent about uh, a couple games where I had thirty uh, 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 over a couple game stretch and. Uh, it's not easy, easy to drop 30 on any level. Well, I, it, I, <laughs> I, know, I know. 30 points. 30 what points. had happened was during a key part of the season, um, I had uh, scored 30 points in two games, and uh, it was uh, it was during a key part of the uh, 30 points total, not uh, uh, 15 or uh, in each game. And uh, I sent it on. Uh, a, a friend of mine found it in a, uh, an article in uh, um, uh, in in his. Uh, pile of dust and sent it on to me and I was bragging about Doug uh, bragging to our, our mutual friend Doug so yeah I, I, I did have a good experience uh, playing there uh, for a couple of years you know yeah. hey well listen you know that's good uh, 30 points is 30 points I don't care I don't care where you play <laughs> yeah. hey, hey Glenn man thanks so much man and uh, hope you, your family has a very safe uh, safe Thanksgiving for uh, holiday season and uh man just uh keep ducking and dodging well well i i i appreciate it you guys have done a fabulous job um uh and i i listen to you as you know i listen to you every week i hope that everybody as i say in court every day <laughs> when we adjourn i want everybody to uh take care and stay safe and uh, and i'm gonna Say it here. You guys keep up the great work. And just so that my friend won't say I was bragging inappropriately, Ron, my buddy Ron in Philly, that was 30 points over two games. <laughs> he gonna say, man, you got out there and told him you had 30. <laughs> I can hear him on the phone now. Right. So yeah. that was 30 yeah, points. One of the greatest, the greatest, uh, the greatest weeks in Nescaps history. Right, right. He's gonna say, man, that you didn't, uh, you didn't have 30 points in two straight games, man. Come on. So uh, that was uh, 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 30 points in. Uh, uh, total in two games and uh, it was during a key part of the season and uh, so I had a great experience but anyway you guys seriously uh, thank you this has been a great pleasure uh, I'm, I'm your biggest fan both of you Bill I got to get you to sign that book uh, uh, I've been meaning to do that I got to get you to uh, uh, sign that book Jamal you keep up doing the great job uh, it's a pleasure uh, knowing that you're uh, 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 also a, a lawyer, and, and so uh, keep this guy in line here. You do a fabulous job, and he, he uh, does another pod- He does another podcast too. 
Oh, okay. well, you, he's got to text me that information, would you, Jamal? Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Seriously. I'll, I'll do that. Yeah, text me. I, I'd like to hear that. Uh, okay. Uh, text me that. And thank you, guys. And, all uh, right. And, and happy Thanksgiving to all of you. Same and, to you, Glenn. You too. Okay. Thanks a lot. Thanks again, man. This is great. Take care. I'll see you. All right. Well, Jamal, uh, that was great, Glenn Woods. Great conversation. Uh, as always, thanks for listening uh, to another uh, Bros Pod. Keep listening. Uh, keep subscribing. All that good stuff. Follow us on his on uh, social media at Bros Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Right. And what's the name of your podcast? Your other the, the Renegade Pack Renegade Podcast. <laughs> you do Khalid Khalid Green. Uh, yeah, that one is up next. Uh, it's a podcast where we tell you who's up next in youth sports, all sports, and uh, you know Khalid keeps bringing the big names out. So definitely check that out. Up at up next on uh, on social media also. All right, all right, man. So listen, everybody, have a great Thanksgiving. Uh, I know everybody's making uh, choices. What are you guys doing, Jamal? What, what what's what's your choice? What what decisions has your family made? Yeah, this this family has made the decision. We, it'll just be us uh in 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 our house in brooklyn and we will be you know we're gonna cook the you know the turkey the yams the mac and cheese the stuffing and then uh eat it on zoom with some family members hmm. yeah yeah it seems to be the thing of choice i've had yeah. people uh go from kind of you know semi-large and have everybody test to like rethinking and said you know yeah. don't think so you yeah. know i mean it's just one year you know, you'll be, yeah, you'll be you have a regular to, Thanksgiving next year. Yeah, you have to really put that perspective as one year, but it seems like it's the whole thing. And if you don't do it, it's like, you know. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> who yeah. was that? I saw uh, the Daily Show. What's the guy from the Daily Show? Trevor. Yeah, Trevor yeah. Noah. He, he was saying Thanksgiving, that time of year where <laughs> the good and bad, the good news, you get to visit the whole family and have Thanksgiving dinner, and the bad news, you get to visit the whole family and have Thanksgiving. <laughs> Right. And then it all starts coming back to you. Hey, well, this is why I haven't talked to you in a year. So I don't know what the big fuss is. Just just take a year off. You'll be all right. Yeah, just, yeah everybody takes vacation. Right. All right, man. Well, listen, everybody be safe, uh, be happy, uh, and God bless. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.